Welcome to the Virtual Chapter Podcast, the show that helps you become a world-class virtual CEO, run a profitable and scalable online business, and build a thriving virtual team. We're talking the systems, strategies, and leadership skills that will help you show up, sell out, and do it all with a mountain of ease. Each week, we'll be breaking down the operation side of online business in a way that feels fun and inspiring. We'll share tech tools and tips, systems to streamline and scale, secrets to hiring and leading your high-performing team, and interviews with leading business experts to show you what it really takes to build your business online. I'm your host, Nivek Harrison, CEO of The Virtual Chapter, an award-winning virtual support agency where we help leading coaches, consultants, and creatives build businesses bigger than themselves, create a global impact with a virtual team, and generate more cash than they ever knew possible. Are you ready to up-level your online business? Let's dive in. One of the biggest reasons that I see teams fail to get results is because there are too many bottlenecks, which is stopping your people from being able to complete their role and more importantly, find enjoyment in their role as well. And as a small business, the most common bottleneck is going to be you. You as the CEO are the most likely person to be stopping your team for fulfilling their role, completing their tasks, and also really stopping them from feeling fulfilled in their role. So what do these bottlenecks look like? It could be anything that is essentially slowing down the ability for your team to complete work and therefore having a direct impact on the results in your business as well as the culture in your team. So today I want to talk about the five ways you as CEO might be creating bottlenecks or roadblocks in your team and what you can do about it right now to empower your team to show up, achieve their outcomes and really enjoy their role while they're doing it. So the first bottleneck is treating everything as a priority and everything as urgent. Now this is something that I think occurs quite naturally when we're building a team for the first time because we haven't really had to communicate priorities before. As a solopreneur, you've gotten to choose where to focus your time and energy and so it can almost feel quite intuitive to just give your people tasks and expect them to figure it out but they don't know what your priorities are in business. So whenever we're briefing tasks to our team, we want to be really realistic about what is actually a priority, what's important based on your goals for your business, and also understanding that your urgency is not your team's urgency. Knowing that just because you have left something to the last minute actually doesn't mean your team has to drop everything to also support you last minute, particularly in cases where you might have a VA just for a couple of hours a week. Um, They're likely not even online. (laughs) They're probably not even available or it would really be out of their way to drop everything to support you when something urgent comes up. Now, having said all of that, yes, quote unquote, emergencies do happen in business. I mean, for most of us, we're not saving lives. I use the term emergencies very loosely, but it could be things like sales pages going down during a launch, checkout links not working, things that are a little bit more time critical. And this is where having your SOPs and your processes becomes really important so that if it is you that identifies it and maybe it's outside business hours, you're not scrambling to contact a team member to fix it. You've actually got a process you can follow to solve it yourself. But being really realistic about the timeframes your people need to do things in, briefing things well in advance so your team can prepare is really supportive. And also recognizing that having a team member who pushes back on you, on your priorities and your urgency 
is a sign of a really great team member. If they can push back and they feel comfortable doing so and are doing so in a way that is very supportive for the business. So the conversation might look like, I really appreciate this idea. I think it's a fabulous idea for the business, but you've shared with me that your goal is actually to book out your one-to-one practice. So how about we park this idea for a later date? That is a team member who is invested in your business. That is a team member who feels respected and trusted in their role. That is a team member you are going to want to hold on to because they're going to continue to help hold you in your CEO power as well. All right. Bottleneck number two is not delegating enough. So this is the bottleneck where you are still the source of so many tasks in your business. You are still holding on to all of the keys or or steps of the process that are preventing either the team from being able to complete their tasks because they're waiting on you or It's preventing you from being able to show up and focus on the things that are really important as CEO because you're existing in this place of overwhelm with this very big to-do list that feels never-ending. So looking at what else do you need to delegate? What else do you need support with? Are there little tasks that you can hand over to your team? And one of the ways I see this in action is often as CEOs, and I am very guilty of this, we're looking at a task in front of us and it's like, well, I could just do this myself in a few minutes. So it would take me longer to brief and prepare my team. So I'm just going to do it myself. It'll just be quicker if I do it myself. But particularly when we're talking about repeatable tasks in business, and I believe most tasks in business are repeatable, That 10 minutes today might be an hour across the week, might suddenly be four to five hours across the month where I am spending time in admin when I should be spending time elsewhere in the business. So spending 15, 20 minutes now creating a brief, recording a Loom video, you know, telling, teaching my team the process is actually going to serve me long term. So having that, that reminder, that constant nudge to yourself of like, yes, short term, I could solve this right now, but long term, I need to hand this over to my team so that I can continue to grow. Number three is really, really similar to number two. So in number two, when we were talking about not delegating enough tasks, number three is about not delegating decisions. So this is something, particularly as you do start to grow, that I think really holds CEOs back because they are still the person who is making every single decision in business. They want to be the sign-off point for every piece of content, for every customer service response, for every every little thing that happens in the business. And while I think up until a certain point that's required of you as CEO, certainly once we start talking six and multi-six figures, you don't need to be the person making every single decision. And this is where having a team that you really trust, who really trusts you, who you know really well, have confidence in is really supportive. I don't expect you to be asking a new team member to make business decisions in in their first week, but certainly over time. And particularly, you know, if you have an online business manager, a project manager, someone more senior in your team, being able to let them do what they need to do without your sign off. So it might be letting them send emails without you needing to check over them or publish content without you needing to check over them. It might be letting them take care of the entire customer service process and just informing you where you need to know. But it can also be making decisions around, well, letting them do the first draft of things versus waiting for you as well. So I know with a lot of my clients personally, we'll talk strategic planning, maybe at the start of the year or at the start of the quarter. And then from there, I'll do the first preparation of like, well, what does our calendar look like? 
Where are we focusing? Where do things fit? And then we'll come back together. And I know that that initial planning coming off their plate of like having to dive into the nitty gritty and practical steps is really supportive for them as business owners. We'll come back together. We'll sign off on it together. But there's there's steps in your process where you don't have to always lead or always sign off whoever is in your team that can help you to do that and really empowering your team to go, hey, hey, you're my VA. I'm You're helping so much in my content process. And I really want you to own these specific steps of the process. So please feel free. I trust you to make a decision here where you don't need to check with me. Um, and that might look like if you need to tweak content, if you need to, you know, slightly change the content that we've posted on Instagram to post it on Facebook, I don't need to sign off on that changed piece of content. I trust you to make a great decision. I trust you to respond to my customer service emails, even if it's, you know, slightly off script from what we've discussed previously, but I trust you to make the right decision for these clients or inform me when necessary. Giving your team member that ownership, that empowerment is really going to help them show up and serve you. I'm interrupting today's episode to let you know that if your next step is calling in an epic team to support your thriving virtual business, then we'd love to chat. The Virtual Chapter is a full service agency serving coaches, creatives, and online service providers with virtual assistance and online business management services. If you're ready to outsource and grow your business with ease and have a whole lot of fun doing it, then our team is here to help. Places do fill out fast, so book a complimentary discovery call now at thevirtualchapter.co forward slash book. Now let's get back to today's episode. Number four is a really interesting bottleneck and something I see particularly in small businesses that just have a little bit of support. So you might just have maybe 10 hours a month of VA support. And so your focus is really on giving them work. Here's a task, here's a task, here's a task, here's a task. And you're not in frequent communication with them. You know, you might touch in weekly, but it's not somebody who's in your business daily. And so we don't share the vision. Bottleneck number four is is not sharing the vision with your team. Now, this might not feel like a bottleneck. So what if they don't have the vision? The work still gets done. I still expect them to complete their tasks. Totally agree. But the lack of vision in your team can also create apathy. It can create an environment when your team members don't feel invested. They don't understand why the work that they're doing is important. They might not understand the urgency or the priorities because you haven't shared the vision with them. And so an apathetic team, a team that's not invested is also a team that tends to work slower, is a team that won't give you feedback, is a team that won't make recommendations on how to change or improve processes. So sharing the vision always with your team. So this might look at look like at the start of the year, when you do your planning for the year, hopping on a Zoom call with your team and going, these are our goals. Now, some of them you might be involved in, some of them you might not, but I want you to be across what we're aiming for as a business. You are part of this team. It's about sharing really transparently with your team about what's happening, what is or isn't working, maybe giving an update on your priorities and your focus so that they can know how they can support you through each stage, through each month, through each chapter of your business as well. And number five, and this is a bottleneck that I see really overwhelmingly in the online business space. It is something that I think is is something that needs to shift and it needs to shift quite urgently for for businesses that are working with service providers of, of any sort. And this is a lack of recognition. 
So in the online space, we often see this as, you know, public social media content that looks like I did this. I've done that this month. I did this quarter. I made this much money. And there's all these I statements behind it. And while that is absolutely true, there's two two big issues that I see with this. One is it's misleading to your audience, to your followers that you are doing it all alone. And this is where we have, you know, we look at people online and we think they're doing it alone and we wonder how they're doing so much of it when the answer is they actually do have a team behind them. But two, for your team members, again, like that bottleneck number four, it creates apathy because they feel really undervalued. Now, does this mean you have to celebrate every win as a shared win? Absolutely not. This doesn't mean you need to name your team, call out their roles, things like that. But sometimes it's little tweaks in language of like, we've done this as a business we have, as a team we achieved. Those little tweaks that are still very much putting you at the center as the CEO, as the visionary behind the business, but also recognizing the people who have helped get the outcomes that you're celebrating. The second part of this lack of recognition is also recognizing people privately. So what here we're talking about publicly, you know, in content and the ways we show up online and the ways we talk about our work online, but also privately, how are we recognizing our team? How are we valuing our team? How do we show appreciation? So this could look like words of affirmation for some people. It might look like gifts or rewards. Like there's so many different ways that we can value our team. And I think a really important thing here is knowing how our team want to be valued as well, what's important to them, and also having a system around doing it because it is something that can easily fall off the radar. It is something that, you know, when you're just in the motions of going through business, you might only stop to check in at the end of the year and that's when you celebrate them, but it's 12 months before you do it again. And again, we don't want a team. We don't want to foster a team culture where people don't care. People aren't invested. We're talking about micro teams of, you know, two, three, four people. Those people need to be quite invested in the outcomes, quite invested in the team and the business. And recognition is one of the ways that we do that. So what are the opportunities you have to recognize and value your team members? Sometimes it is as simple as a short message to say thank you Or even a message to share something with them before you share it publicly is a great way for people to feel more valued and not just a number or a statistic behind the scenes. All right. I hope these bottlenecks have been super helpful for you to identify and also put a plan in place for how you can address them in your business. Because the aim is, of course, that we always want your team to be you know, thriving. We want your team to be really efficient, really invested, and we want your people to feel really fulfilled in their roles because that's where we get epic outcomes. All right. I will be back to see you all next week with a brand new episode. In the meantime, please, I would so love it if you could leave us a review, hop on over to Apple Podcasts and tell me what you are loving about this podcast. Reviews help us get in front of more people, help us continue to create epic content that is going to support CEOs just like yourself. And it also, I also want to hear from you. What are you resonating with? What are you loving? What do you want more of? Have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon. 